Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Saturday afternoon to you, and welcome back to this week's edition of the Texas Insider Show. I'm Jim Cardle. We appreciate you joining us, and know that we're here every Saturday afternoon from 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock, high top the Talk 1370 Right Choice Worldwide headquarters over in West Austin, and what a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day here in the nation's 11th largest city. As I always like to say, that would be lovely downtown Austin, Texas, and the clouds are coming in from the south. And appreciate you joining us while you're running around doing some errands or running the kids to some sports games or who knows what you may be up to this lovely Saturday afternoon. But be sure and remember when you're getting through your week to check us out at texasinsider.org. We post about 10 to 15 articles every day to keep you up on the inside of Texas and national politics. And also follow us on Facebook and Twitter just at Texas Insider, where we got about 40, 42,000 followers and gaining them by the hundreds every week. And boy, howdy, folks. I am so excited about this week and about this weekend show to be able to talk to you about some of this stuff because it really doesn't get any better from a pol- not necessarily a political scientist standpoint and maybe not from a political junkie standpoint but as a humble radio talk show host to be able to see what happened this week with the democrat squad quote unquote squad of the four women of color from Michigan, Minnesota, New York, and Massachusetts. It's really pretty much out of central casting. Then, of course, you got Donald Trump in the White House. You got Nancy Pelosi scurrying around somewhere in the middle. And I'm telling you, folks, as we were talking about last week, it may be the doldrums of summer, but during the Trump presidency, There is never a dull moment. The Trump media hurricane, as my local friend in Washington Times, columnist Mac McCoyak, once called it when he was on the the show here. It's the best entertainment in town. You may even get sick of it at some point. But I'm telling you, what we saw this this week is really going to be something I think we can look back on let's say in February, March, and April, maybe even later than that. The reason I mentioned February, March, and April is because that's when the the Democrat and the Republican primaries start for the 2020 election. We all know that primarily Donald Trump's going to be the nominee for the Republicans, but the Democrat primaries are going to be heating up. And that is lingering in the background of everything that happened this week. And let me just summarize it this way. The, the way to summarize this week 
is two things. Everybody's focused on the squad, and this is why you're Texas insiders, because you want to see from a 30,000-foot view, get a little sanity and reason and truth out of the week's politics or what's coming up. And I'm going to talk a little bit about what's coming up this coming week because there's some important stuff on Capitol Hill with Robert Mueller finally testifying. But what really happened is two things this week. Uh, One is the obvious is that it became clear and as the nose on our face and it essentially i think for a lot of americans to the extent that anybody's not on vacation and is paying attention this week it became clear that the democrats really are led by a group of revolutionary social agitators is what i think that's the best way i, I can off the top of my head describe these women who are the tail wagging the dog. We all have known about Alexandria uh, Octavio-Cortez for a while, and now she's got the squad of four being the tail that wags the dog for Nancy Pelosi. But uh, the more important thing that I think not enough people are talking about is the fact that Donald Trump, although he took some heat for doing it, it's it's clearly the case that Donald Trump is orchestrating everything, and that includes especially the media. Because what was going on a week ago when we were sitting here and you were smart enough to be listening to the Texas Insider Show, there was a little discussion about the, the quote-unquote squad because there had been a liberal confab somewhere – up in the Northeast where they had all gotten together and, you know, kind of were having a few seconds of fame talking in the spotlight and getting to say some things that of course the sock puppet media covered ad nauseum. But all of a sudden Donald Trump, when critics are saying this week that he didn't have to insert himself into the Democrats fight, and we've said it before on the show, when your opponent's running with the rope, what do you do? You let them, <laughs> you know, or when one of your friends is in a hole that's 10 feet deep, which for you Aggies and left coasters is generally the the depth of a hole that they put a, a coffin in when you're digging yourself a grave. If you're in a hole 10 feet deep, what do you, what do you do? You quit digging. And the Democrats have continued to do it, but Don. So that's what was the the case with the Democrat Party, and that goes from the nominees or the the candidates running for the Democrat nomination to be president, or with the squad and Nancy Pelosi. And all of a sudden, Donald Trump inserts himself, which he didn't have to do. And it was fascinating to me this week. You know, there's some talking heads that say this was a brilliant move by Donald Trump. And and that's, I guess, item number three that I'll talk about here before the break, folks, is that when you look at Donald Trump manipulating everything, which I think he's clearly doing and orchestrating everything, and politi- uh, the political talking heads and the analysts, political analysts are saying that this was a brilliant move. You know, it's the fact of the matter that talking heads, what we saw all week long was saying Donald Trump is a racist, racist, racist. Donald Trump, again, 
is showing that he's a fascist. Nobody even knows what the word fascist means, to be honest with you, in political circles, let alone in the mainstream of life. He's mentally unstable. He's a 21st century Hitler. Mostly the racist, racist, racist card. When people are saying these things, the analysts are saying these things, it's like they're announcing that they've discovered something new, that they're showing Americans that, in fact, it is true what they've always said about Donald Trump is the case. And then the House is stupid enough this week to go ahead and criticize and pass a resolution criticizing Donald Trump as if anybody cares. They'd rather that they work on some real problems. But that's the point of the media. They always have it backwards. Instead of showing the case that that Donald Trump's stepped in it and that that shows that he's a racist or a unstable fascist, they need to recognize that that's what America voted for in the stinking first place because that's what they wanted to shake things up. And it's just fascinating. You can probably tell I'm excited and I'm going to be going on forever this weekend show. But got to take a commercial break here. Dalen's whispering in my ear first quarter and, uh, catch up on the British Open here during a commercial break. I'm Jim Cardle. Appreciate you joining us for this week's Texas Insider Show where we're talking Texas and national politics, and we'll be right back with more after this commercial break. Good job there, Dalen. A little Toto hold the line coming back in for the second quarter of this week's Texas Insider Show. Appreciate you joining us. I'm Jim Cardle. We're here every Saturday afternoon from 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock high atop the Talk 1370 Right Choice Worldwide Headquarters. And boy, as I was saying there before the commercial break, it's just fascinating to watch how the media seems to get it backwards. They always seem to talk about Trump's latest actions of the week and then say the conclusion is that he's a fascist, as if anybody knows what that means. He's a racist. He's mentally unstable. He's a 20th century Hitler. The American public already knows that. And it's just fascinating to me to see that here this week we have established two things. And again, the most important thing to remember, folks, and that's why we always say you're either an insider or you're not, is because you've got to take the 30,000-foot perspective to have some sanity and reason and truth in all this. Most folks are on vacation. Most folks don't pay attention to politics anyway. I quoted a poll last week that showed, according to Rasmussen and Pew, that only 18% of Americans talk about politics on a weekly basis that with their friends and coworkers and family. That's not to say that we don't watch it and we don't have it shoved in our face more often than that, but most folks are on vacation. So who knows what degree to which the general public got into the weeds or picked up too much of the details behind this week's fascinating act 
activities. But I think what's generally going to be left in people's minds in the way I described it a second ago is that with this squad of four women of color, quote unquote, saying that they, you know, like Al Qaeda, that they think we should do away with ICE, that we should allow or decriminalize illegal border crossing a bunch of ideas that most Americans, I think the polls show that it's like 21% believe in most of these ideas, Medicaid for all, and you got to have 50% plus one, but all this stuff is going on. And the the phrase that just sprang to mind is most Americans are going to see the Democrat party and poor Nancy Pelosi's just got to be having an out of body experience over in the house trying to push back impeachment and all the craziness. This is not a, a race to the left folks. This is becoming a all out sprint to the left. It's, it's, you know, in the first 20 yards of the hundred yard sprint before the primaries are over, it's going to be getting worse, but it's clear that these are a bunch of Democrat revolutionary socialists. I mean, Octavio AOC, Alexandria, Octavio Cortez, I have trouble spitting that out so much. She is a member of the United States Socialist Party. I always have said before, uh, Bernie Sanders is not a Democrat. Hey, Mel, Bri here. Got to work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Hey, Mikey, if you're going to puke, find the popcorn bowl. But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm going to get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey, popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. People don't realize it. Bernie Sanders has never been a Democrat. He ran for the mayor of Burlington as an independent, got elected. Then he ran for the state house in Burlington, in New Hampshire as an independent. He ran for Congress in New Hampshire as an independent, not as a Democrat. He ran for senator as an independent. He last, so he's elected. The seat he is sitting in representing New Hampshire is not as a Democrat. He is an independent. He's running for president essentially as a Democrat because you can't win as an independent. He's a member He's on record saying that he's for Fidel Castro and all these socialist ideas. And what happens here is this is and then Donald Trump gets in the middle of all of it. People are questioning whether or not it was a smart move for him to say what he said. And I'm going to read exactly what he said here in a minute. But that doesn't it. My point is, it doesn't matter what the details of what people said are. What sinks in in people's minds right now is that. Donald Trump's socialist agitator revolutionary competitors are crazier than he is. And that's going to have an effect on down ballot candidates, whether it's here in Texas, whether it's, you know, last week we were talking about how Donald Trump had gone to, um, I believe it was Madison, Wisconsin, and then he was taking a trip to Cleveland, Ohio. This week he went to Greenville, South Carolina. And last week I was talking about the World Cup, women's World Cup soccer captain, Megan Rampenhove, about how she said she wasn't going to go to the effing White House, which champions always get invited to the White House. And she said that she didn't want to visit with Donald Trump. She would visit with AOC. She would visit with 
Chuck Schumer. She would visit with Nancy Pelosi. So here what you have is, again, conservatives and Republicans on one side battling. They call them progressives. They're liberal socialists and Democrats on the left. And it's the hypocrisy that Donald Trump ran on that got him elected. And that's what just kills me. Again, the the media comes to the conclusion and talks about Trump's tweets. Here's exactly what Donald Trump said in his tweet last July 14th, which I believe was Sunday evening. He said, so interesting to see progressive Democrat congresswomen who originally came from countries whose governments are complete are a complete and total catastrophe. Well, the the obvious faux pas in 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 the media will call it a lie. Some will say it's a mistruth. It's certainly inaccurate. Of the four Democrat women of color congresswomen, only one, the one from Minnesota, came from another country. The rest were born here. They're all interesting looking. They all one of them, the lady from Michigan, is a Muslim. And she's the one that said on election night, we're going to go to Washington and impeach the mother effer or something to that extent. On election night in front of, she thought she was off camera, but it was in front of a large crowd. So Donald Trump is wrong in saying and inaccurate in saying that they should go back to the countries that they came from and fix up the mess there first. But what nobody else is mentioning, he then goes on to say Once they go back, then they can come back and show us how to do it. So it's not like he's telling them to go and never come back. He did, in fact, say, then come back once you've got some experience. And that's what Nancy Pelosi's been fighting in the House, is that the tail is wagging the dog. And I've talked to members of Congress this week. I've talked to from Texas. I've talked to friends in Washington, D.C., and they say the atmosphere and the air, you can cut it with a knife when you go out of the house office buildings. And some of you will know on this, the the Capitol Dome is there beautiful in all its glory. And then the house is on one side of the Capitol Dome and the Senate's on the other side. And then across the street are the house office buildings where all the congressmen and women sit or the senators sit and you got to walk across the street to go vote, and there's dozens of votes every day. And you walk into the House chamber, and the Congress folks that I talked to said you can cut the air with a knife. Everybody knows that the Democrat leadership is on edge. Everybody knows who's running the show, and it ain't Nancy Pelosi. And I will say this about what Donald Trump said. You know, Americans are free to comment or think come to their own conclusions on on what he said and again i don't think they're going to care because what he said in his tweet because what he said afterward and some of you may have heard it all week long is that the democrats here are the ones that's why i mentioned the women's soccer captain megan rapinoe she's the one the liberals are the ones that are supposed to be so tolerant and say the country, this is not who we are, that we need to open our borders and that we need to treat these children down there on the border with more care. It's interesting. I had a cartoon on Texas Insider. If you go to texasinsider.org, we always put the cartoons at the very bottom so that people have to go all the way to the bottom and see the other articles because the cartoons are some of the most popular. It's a cartoon of AOC and it's saying three months ago, we won't fund the border. 
we there's no crisis it's a manufactured crisis and then she's then the next shot is today there are no results you're failing at your job at securing the border well it's the total hypocrisy of what's going on there and then even this even this week there's a bunch of news today i was listening to the radio on the way in and you heard at the break of the news at the top of the hour before we went on the air. I'm sure you're going to hear it here in a minute and 48 seconds when we go to the news at the bottom of the hour. People are going to be talking about it. It's 50 years ago, 1969, that Apollo 11 landed on the moon. The first men ever on the moon. And here's what happened this week. Do you know what the Washington Times, the Washington Post and the New York Times, did they politicize the stinking Apollo 11 moon landing? Here's what the... New York Times said on Thursday, it just it was soaking and marinated in identity politics. America may have put the first man on the moon, but the Soviet Union sent the first woman, the first Asian man, and the first black man into orbit all years before the U.S. would follow suit. Are you kidding me, folks? And then you had, then you had the the Washington Post not to be undone, which said Tuesday. The culture that put men on the moon was intense, fun, family-friendly, and mostly white and male. And Americans are just going, you know, we're sick and tired of people telling us how to think. What Donald Trump said the rest of this week was that these women and these candidates and these people don't like America. And what really gets me offended is that means that they don't like you and me because we are traditional, God-fearing country-loving, flag-waving Americans, and I'm going to keep digging into this, and maybe we even had some economic numbers come out. Austin's growing like a weed, but we got to take a break for the news. Fascinating stuff this week, and appreciate you joining us to talk about it a little bit. I'm Jim Carter. We'll be right back after the news for more on the Texas Insider Show. Oh, good job there, Dalen. A little Led Zeppelin coming back in for the second half of the Texas Insider Show. A little light of the love that I found. Love that song. Could listen to it all day, but appreciate you joining us for this week's edition of the Texas Insider. Folks, I'm Jim Cardle. We're here every Saturday afternoon from 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock. High atop the Worldwide Talk 1370 Right Choice headquarters and be sure and check us out on texasinsider.org as well during the week when you want how you want where you want as things are able to be accessed everywhere now we take all the news try and decipher it and give you about 10 articles 12 articles a day just to keep you on the inside of texas and national politics and follow us on facebook and twitter as well at texas insider and i'm talking about how exciting at least from a political analysis standpoint this last week was because it crystallized and it kind of condensed 
all the chatter that's been going on in the last two years in this country and is going to continue in for the next 18 months, so to speak, 15 months until the 2020 election. And that is that there's a it's really a cultural battle is what it amounts to that Donald Trump is brought to the forefront. You, of course, can love him or hate him, whichever you want, or somewhere in between. But what most people love about Donald Trump is that he's willing to say what he believes. He's willing to fight for what he believes. And it happens to be make America great again. People I always ask, you can't even remember what Hillary Rodham Clinton's motto was from two years ago. It's just a great motto from a marketing perspective. And then you've got these Democrats, the squad quote. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details quote that came out this week and were really making fits for the Democrat Party in the House of Representatives, which they're going to continue to do, folks. They're a bunch of elite left wingers, you know, part of the Black Lives Matter, the All Lives Matter. Most of Americans have moved beyond that. Did you see last weekend? I didn't even get to talk about it, that there was an attack on some journalists up in Tacoma, Washington, and somewhere in Portland, Oregon, and a member of Antifa had to be killed by the police. He had a AK-15 rifle over his shoulder, and he was moving toward a propane or some type of big gas tank. They were afraid he was going to blow some things up. He was yelling at the police, and he was a member of the Antifa, which stands for anti-fascist, as if anybody knows what and what fascism means, but they're just crazy people in this world that are being encouraged on by these women, the squad of four. And here's one thing that the squad of four said that didn't really get too much airtime this week, but I think it's just what we're going to be hearing in the future. This one woman, Congresswoman Ayanna Presley, who's from Boston, Massachusetts, she upset a, a long-term Democrat pr- incumbent, just like AOC did, uh, Octavio Cortez. She upset a 24-term, I mean, 24-year, I believe it was, Democrat who was fourth in line to the to the leadership behind Nancy Pelosi in the House. And the, it's the socialist socialism, Democrat socialism, whatever that means, forces that get behind her, they're crowdfunded, internet-funded, they turn out. This lady said is, quote-unquote, and, and remember, these are, this is what's sinking in with Americans, I think, after this week, is that Donald Trump, warts and all, at least is fighting for America and the flag and saying these women aren't saying good things about America, and they don't like our country, and I think it's embarrassing when they don't people don't like our country. And who can disagree with that? This lady said, this Congresswoman Ayanna Presley said, we don't need any more brown faces that don't want to be a brown voice. Well, that in and of itself is racist. 
Think of all the black people. Think about Supreme Court Justice Thomas. Think of Condoleezza Rice that served in many Republican administrations. Think of all of you black folks out there who have gone back to work and are that's what's really at the bottom of all this is what's freaking the talking heads out is that Donald Trump's got unemployment in the black community at a record low. He's got unemployment in the Hispanic community at a record low. He's got job creation starts by women at a record high. So here's Ayana, and they're starting to, the people don't realize, did you see this rally in Greenville, North Carolina that President Trump went to? The, the news was that, you know, they started the chant, send her back, send her back. One phrase I want to, one political phrase I want to share with you and make you a Texas insider this weekend is called social desirability bias. Social desirability bias is what happened in the polls two years ago when Donald Trump got elected. It's when somebody calls you up or you see somebody on the street or at the office and they ask you what you think. What goes on in our minds is we want to be viewed as being acceptable. We want to be viewed as being part of the community. We want to be viewed as being part of the crowd. So we may, in fact, tell people something different than what we actually believe. We tell people what we think they want to be heard because we all want to be liked. We all want to be part of the crowd. So there's this factor in politics called polling, particularly called the social desirability index. And what happened was that people responded to the polls in the last election saying that they were going to vote for Hillary Clinton when they really intended to vote for Donald Trump. And you could see it in all these massive rallies. And there was another one this week, this massive rally in Greenville, North Carolina, where Trump's talking about the squad, these four women of color who were socialists in their policies. And the the crowd starts chanting because once you get into a crowd, you feel empowered and you're looking around and then you feel like you can actually express your true feelings and it's this social desirability bias they started chanting send her back send her back like they did to Hillary Clinton lock her up lock her up and the president gets asked by the sock puppet media what he thinks about it as if he had any control over it there was no, it was spontaneous there was nothing he could do so here this Massachusetts congresswoman Ayanna Presley says we don't need any more black brown faces that don't want to be a brown voice we don't need any black faces that don't want to be a black voice. We don't need any Muslims that don't want to be a Muslim voice. We don't need any queers that don't want to be a queer voice, quote, unquote. And I'm telling you, folks, if that isn't racism and hypocrisy and all, again, that has to come out of this, whether you're viewing it from a political standpoint or from a culture war, whether we're taking America back or making America great again, is that Donald Trump's foes are socialist agitators that are crazier than he, he is. And believe me, what, what this lady Presley's saying is first that she wants to define like the elitists want to do. They want to define what a black voice can say. Who are they to determine what you and I are going to say? Second, she's defining it by skin color and religion and sexual orientation. I thought we weren't supposed to worry about all those things. It's just hypocrisy epitomized. And the last thing that they're saying is that 
that really gets under American skin, I think, is that that dehumanizes or delegitimizes all the rest of the people. There's a black congressman over in South Carolina, Tim Scott, of all places in the South. There's a black Republican running for Senate up in Michigan. Heaven forbid he would win. That would really be a dagger in the heart. The NAACP and Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson, all these guys over the years. Remember when Donald Trump said during the final days of the campaign, hey, all you black people and you Hispanic people, why do you vote Democrat? Why don't you take a chance and vote Republican this time? What have you got to lose? And now all these things are coming forward where the Democrat leadership and the tail wagging the dog and the Democrat, the face of the Democrat Party, these women, are looking to be anti-American and unfriendly to the American way of life. I'm going to quote my friend Carl Rove, who those of you who read him in the Wall Street Journal every Thursday, had a great article entitled, AOC is the gift that keeps on giving. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez doesn't think much of the agencies that keep America safe, is the first line in the article by Carl Rove on Thursday. Jumped down a couple paragraphs, and she was interviewed last week, and she, she was asked if you think we, can, we should keep immigration and customs enforcement is what the real name of ICE is, Cust, Immigration, Customs, and Enforcement. She was asked, can we keep it or should it be reformed? And she says, no, I don't think it can be reformed. The core structure of ICE, the entire Department of Homeland Security, are large threats to America's civil liberties. Well, what is, nobody knows what civil liberties means by and large, but to think about the fact that you're going to do away with the Homeland Security Department or ICE, here Karl Rove said is, quote, moronic, stupid, naive, and dumb. And boy, is that an understatement because... Most Americans are what's and that gets to a great point that I'm going to have to close out this third quarter with the root cause of all this discussion and gnashing of teeth in America right now is because of one thing. And it's the one thing that Donald Trump talked about that he still gets blamed for when he came down the elevator three and a half years ago. It's the immigration debate and the fact that it's not been solved and these four outspoken socialists come out and they say we ought to do away with the law that makes coming into our country illegal. Beto O'Rourke and some of the other candidates have said the same thing. It We ought to do away with the law that makes that illegal. So it's essentially we don't have a border. Why do we have border security? Why do we have a border patrol at this point? I know a lot of People in in the field that work for those agencies are asking that very question. Do you know we have 56 or 52,000 people over securing the border between North and South Korea right now, our, sol- our own soldiers, and have for 60 years since the Korean War that Donald Trump's trying to solve? But yet we won't secure our own, indus- our own border. we got to talk about and wrap up some of this stuff. You can tell I'm too excited to have another cup of coffee, but I want to close with some final thoughts on the economy and what Nancy Pelosi is facing in the House of Representatives right after this final break right here on the Texas Insider Show. I'm Jim Cardle. We'll be right back.
Oh, good job there, Dalen. A little Billy Joel coming into the final quarter of the Texas Insider Show. We didn't start the fire, but we darn sure can talk about it and analyze it and try and put some perspective on it, folks. And that's why you're a Texas Insider. I'm Jim Cardle. Appreciate you joining us this lovely Saturday afternoon in lovely downtown Austin, Texas, the nation's 11th largest city. Be sure and Tune in every Saturday afternoon from 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock is when we're here for the Texas Insider Show, giving you some sanity reason and maybe a little kernel of truth in there somewhere. As we always say, you're either an insider or you're not. And I'm going to take a break from this fascinating political week and just put some 30,000-foot perspective on this. When you're not talking about the politics and the cheap entertainment that we're seeing here these days with the Democrats and the Republicans. I got a bunch of clips from the Wall Street Journal and the... How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Austin's American statesman that I still subscribe to. It's a little more liberal than some of us would like to think, but they do a pretty good job of keeping you up to speed on some things. Here's something from Thursday. A record number of Americans, 37% of U.S. households are now free and clear of their mortgage. They're debt-free on their mortgage. 37%, according to Zillow. Over the past 10 years, the share of homeowners paying off their mortgage has risen almost 6%. The rise in mortgage-free ownership is in line with a brighter economic condition. Interestingly, the highest, the states with the highest percentage are West Virginia. Is West Virginia. 54% of the people in West Virginia have paid off their mortgage. I don't know where Texas is, but Maryland and uh, District of Columbia are, are at the bottom with 27%. But the bottom line is, folks, that more Americans today, evidently, they're, they've got jobs. Don't forget, we've got more jobs that are open, then we have unemployed Americans right now to go fill those jobs. This is unprecedented. We've got record low unemployment among Hispanics, record low unemployment against blacks. And that goes to another point. Do you know there was an article in the Wall Street Journal on Tuesday that said Hispanics are buying up more homes and are some of the major drivers? Here's the first sentence Hispanics are experiencing the largest home ownership gains of any ethnic group in the U.S. a turnaround for the population hardest hit by the housing bust of 10 years ago home ownership rate for Hispanics has increased more during the past several years than any race or ethnic group including whites the rate which hit a 50-year low in 2015 which would happen to coincide with the Barack Obama administration when he was supposedly helping everybody and that's another thing it was barack obama the 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 squad the democrat four women of color held a press conference after donald trump accused him of not being american they had a press conference on monday and what did they say they said it's a distraction well then why do you donald trump's a distraction why do you have a press conference then if it's a distraction just ignore it but at any rate um home ownership rate bottomed out uh, in 19 in 2016 
and Hispanics make up 18% of the population and accounts yet for 63% of new U.S. home ownership over the past decade. Those folks, a lot of those folks are going to vote Republican, folks. Here locally, the Austin uh, Board of Realtors came out, a sign that 2019 should be another robust year for the region housing market, shows that within the Austin city limits, the average house Price went up from four hundred and seven thousand to four hundred and twenty thousand. That's within Austin city limits. Do you know that um, from January through June of this year, sixteen thousand two hundred and three homes changed hand in the five five county Austin and Round Rock and San Marcos. Sixteen thousand two hundred three homes. 4,736 of them, and the price is going up, and the activity's happening. Austin is the number two housing market, is an article yesterday in the country. And finally, um, was an article today talking about unemployment. The state, the state of Texas's jobless rate continued to fall. June unemployment rate dipped again to a record level 3.4%, the lowest rate since the Texas Workforce Commission began keeping, the, tracking the data in 1976. Texas employers added 315,600 jobs this year so far. And this has happened in all over the country, folks. Americans are going back to work, and that's the the number one issue when you go into the voting booth, you're wondering about your pocketbook. And I got to close up with just one final thing. So here you had the economic numbers continuing for, especially for minorities, happening to improve. And yet, what is most American, what are the liberal socialists calling Donald Trump a racist? It just doesn't pass the smell test. Remember back in 19, I mean, 2012, Mitt Romney was called a racist. They quoted him as stoking racism. Back in uh, the election before that, 2008, everybody, the John Lewis, the Democrat from Georgia, compared John McCain's campaign to that of George Wallace. And for those of you who don't remember George Wallace back in the 60s, he was a racist. And and for a leading Democrat to compare John McCain to a leading racist of the 60s, that's what always happens. He, I've got to quote Lindsey Graham, who said he put it all in perspective. He said this week, something I've learned, if you're a Republican nominee for president or if you're a Republican president, you will be accused of being racist. That's all there is to it. And yet in this day and age, there was a great article in the Wall Street Journal the other day by a black fellow that I love by the name of Jason Riley. And I'm telling you, folks, this is what's sinking in and what Donald Trump is exposing and what's going to be driving the liberals and the leftists nuts because this guy says the race card has gone bust. And I think he's right. You know, there's been economic studies that have showed that Americans moved on back in the 70s and the 80s. There was one study he's quoting here, a 1978 book called The Declining Significance of Race, where he says that. No longer, no, uh, racial discrimination must no longer be viewed as the biggest barrier to black economic advancement. This was in 1978. The Wall Street Journal last year reported that the 
rate of labor participation between blacks and whites in the labor force has virtually vanished. That's the first time that it's happened since 1972. So that's the economic data. If you look at what happened, here we had the squad and Donald Trump going back and forth. So what does Nancy Pelosi do? The tail is wagging the dog in the Democrat House of Representatives. So our own Congressman Green from Houston comes up and he he files paperwork again to impeach Donald Trump. Remember, the Democrats were trying to impeach Donald Trump for the last 18 months of Russia, 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 obstructing justice, of collusion. And then the Mueller report comes out and it's a big turd in the punch bowl is the way I describe it, frankly. And they they don't have anything to do. And Americans are starting to realize that they've been lied to by these Democrat leaders. So we've still got impeachment coming out there and that had to be blocked. Not to say that it's not going to be pushed. But then what Nancy Pelosi did do is she called for a vote on the House floor to to essentially censure President Trump for his tweet. And you would think if you're going to condemn somebody like the President of the United States, you'd you'd probably want to check and have your own house in order or make sure that you were walking the walk and talking the talk. Here's what Nancy, the precursor to this is that there are rules in any legislative body. That's Robert's Rules of Order is what's commonly referred to by parliamentarians and it says what how things flow in a legislative debate and what you can say and can't say and when you can say it and when you can't and one of the things in the U.S. House of Representatives having worked up there 30 years ago is that you can't that's why they always say my colleague from Georgia and my colleague from Texas they can't refer to them by name you're not supposed to bring personalities and and relationships into it so you can't call people names you can't even refer to them but here's what Nancy's Pelosi did is she broke her own rules. She said, quote, every single member of this institution, Democrat and Republican, should join us in condemning the president's racist tweets. Ah, you cannot call the president a racist, which she just did. So up pops a a guy from Georgia, Doug Collins, and says, I want to ask the speaker if she wants to rephrase her words. And she said, no, she didn't want to. The guy in the chair was a black guy. He immediately left the chair. He didn't want to have to make the ruling. And up comes the number two guy in the house, Denny Hoyer, who's been there forever. And they ruled her her comments out of order. It was ruled by the chair that her comments were out of order. But then what do the Democrats do? They take a vote that passes because the Democrats run the house not to strike her words from the record and not to ban her from speaking. If you do something against the rules, you get banned from speaking for the rest of the day. But they voted against all this stuff. It's just fascinating. I think Americans are starting to figure it out. And I'm just thrilled to be able to be here on Talk 1370 to talk with you about Texas politics and national politics every weekend. Appreciate you joining us. Hope you have a great weekend and a great week. I'm Jim Gardle. We will talk to you next Saturday at 12 o'clock on the Texas Insider Show. Have a great weekend, everybody. Keep me in my
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 